You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to Help, I Suck at Dating. Uh, I'm Jared. Uh, You know that. Joined by Dean Unglert, of course. We have a very special episode coming up. We have some very special geese. Geese? (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe I have some pregnancy brain too. We have some very special guests from the uh, WeTV uh, show Love After Lockdown, which airs Fridays. Uh, that should be pretty interesting, which is quite ironic because we just had the girl on the podcast a couple weeks ago, Dean, that wrote a book about relationships in prison. And now we have two guests that are in relationships with prisoners. We have... Uh, okay. Rachel and we have Brittany coming on. Now, Rachel's dating Doug uh, and Brittany's dating Ray, who were imprisoned on the show and I think are still in prison. I don't know if they've gotten released since I don't know when this was filmed. So I'm assuming they're still behind bars. So weird to talk about. Like, it's like, I hope they're doing well. Uh, anywho, nice little segue. We still have our Suck Army Summer coming up Friday, July 30th from. Uh, 7 to 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 4 to 5 Pacific Time, which, of course, you can buy tickets right now on loopedlive.com, which, come on, guys, if you still suck at dating, we're here to help. Now, you can join us for a one-on-one. We're doing a little meet and greet, virtual style, of course, because we're still kind of in a pandemic. You can get a little dating advice from Dean, maybe a little bit from me, but Dean's way better out about it. You can enjoy love in the upcoming summer, which we all know is uh, going to be uh, lots of love going on because while the pandemic is slowing down, people are ready to uh, get out there and mingle. And listen, and if all else fails, you can at least, you know, get a photo with us for Instagram. That's pretty cool too. Probably not really. But anyway, Suck Army Summer, Friday, July 30th, 7 to 8 Eastern Standard Time, 4 to 5 Pacific. Get your tickets right now, loopedlive.com. Deaners, we have some uh, hot topics coming in. Tristan Thompson uh, from the Boston Celtics, 
which is weird. Uh, apparently, Tristan Thompson threatened Lamar Odom for flirting with Khloe Kardashian over some sort of bikini picture that she posted. I don't know what the hell's going on, but there's like a little bit of a love triangle between these two. So Lamar Odom used to be with Khloe Kardashian. All right. Do you know who Khloe Kardashian is? All right, Ashley's like laughing in the background. I can hear her. Yeah, not everybody knows who Khloe Kardashian is. Uh, so she was with Lamar Odom, who's a basketball player. And then she was with Tristan Thompson. I'm not sure if they were married, but they had a kid together. Tristan Thompson, I'm pretty sure, has cheated on her twice. I don't know. I, I don't think they're together anymore, which is why, I don't know. I think they might be together. I don't really know what the hell's going on. I'm pretty sure... They're not together. Okay, let me... Ashley, why is Tristan Thompson threatening Lamar Odom then? See, this is ridiculous. So apparently Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian are not together anymore. So he has no right to threaten Lamar Odom if he's flirting with his ex. But apparently Khloe posted a bikini photo on her Instagram. And of course, Lamar, he commented something like, uh, you know, hottie with like the fire emojis and the hard eyes. Good God. Like, come on now. What are we doing? We're 17 years old. But anyway, then Tristan Thompson went on and he replied... At Lamar Odom, God brought you back the first time. Play if you want different results. Is that really a threat? <laughs> That's it? That's like what this is all about? Come on now. It's like pretty much the saying if Lamar Odom wants to get back in basketball, Tristan Thompson's going to take him out. That's so stupid. That's such an NBA fight. That's like such an NBA thing to say. I feel like just listening to the description of what's going on with this is making my brain dissolve into complete nothingness. Oh, yeah, pretty much. I feel dumber as we speak as well. But our, our producer, Hannah, thank God she's here for context. Uh, context. So I forgot Lamar Odom uh, at one point was in a coma and almost died. I don't know what he was in a coma from. But that's what Tristan Thompson is referring to. Now it makes a little bit more sense. He said, God brought you back the first time from the coma. Play if you want different results with like the little shrug emoji. Like, I don't know. It looks like me when my math teacher asked me where my homework was in eighth grade. It's like, mm, I don't know. So, so he's going to kill him is what he's saying. Mm, Put him back in a coma. Maybe. Do you have any thoughts, any cares about this? Any Fs to give? I mean, I want to care for the sake of the conversation, um, but I just don't. I don't. I don't. I really don't. I don't care at all. I I hate all of it. I hate the Kardashians. Um, you hate and the then Kardashians. Now this little huh? basketball feud. That, yes, absolutely. I think I've been pretty vocal about that in the past. Caitlin loves them. She watches the show sometimes, so I'll like sit and watch with her. And like, yeah, I can kind of see how they could be like mindless entertainment, but the fact that they're like idolized as much as they are is just so frustrating. Um, as a society, I think we could do better, but that's just my take. Yeah, no, I totally agree. We give power to the wrong people. Having said that, I will give them credit because I do feel like they're business Mongols. Like Chris Jenner, she's done a pretty... Mongols. Isn't that a, a positive thing? <laughs> to be fair, no, I just said no. Mongol thinking it was a, you know, a compliment. What does a Mongol mean? A Mongol is a person from the country of Mongolia. Former country Mongolia, I could be mistaken on that. A, a mogul is what you're mogul. thinking of. Mogul, okay. What's a mogul? It's like a bit like a mogul. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like a business mogul is like the top, like you know, like a 
I guess I don't know exactly what, what the synonym, synonym is there for, but yeah, so she's maybe a we business just cut mogul. all this out of the podcast too. Listen, guys, I was one letter off. That's not really that bad, especially coming from the Rhode Island public school system. But I digress. I actually respect the Kardashians because I was talking to this guy, Dax Holt, one time from TMZ. And he's he was on the podcast. I don't know if you remember Dax at all, but he uh, he said it's so much... I'm, listen, he said it's so much harder to be famous just for being famous, which again, listen... Like you and I, I mean, you have many skills. I don't have that many skills. And for some reason, people care like even about- I've got no skills. Zero skills, tiny. I'm like a negative actually. I'm I'm halfway decent at softball. And I feel like that brings me down a few pegs. But I digress. People care about our baby announcement. Why? I don't know. But it's similar. That's why I hate, I don't like hating on the Kardashians because like we're kind of in a small boat, like a similar boat, a very small boat compared to them. They're in a yacht. We're in like, you know- Mm -hmm. What are those called? That those like um, dinghies? We're in a dinghy together, dinghy. Dean. <laughs> I agree. I no, I see. I see what you're saying. I agree. We are uh, in similar uh, waters, but different ships. I guess is kind of the analogy you're going for. And I agree. I I don't disagree. I I also think that. Uh, you know, a lot of us shouldn't have the the platform that we do, but yet here we are. Like you said, talking to whoever wants to listen to this podcast, wherever they might be listening at. So, I mean, I see your point. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, as as much of moguls as they are, they just do, they set a bad example for the youth of America and the youth of the world. And uh, no, I agree. it just kind of frustrates, you, frustrates me a little bit. But but you're right. I agree. They're, I mean, they're sticking around. They got staying power. They got star power. All, I think all we have to do, Jared, uh, in order to get to that level is come out with a sex tape of our own. And perhaps we could be catapulted to that level, that trajectory. But um yeah, I guess we'll never know. I, I know people from Bachelor that got offered to do a sex tape for money. Wait a second. Yeah, no, it's not crazy. It was not us. It was not us. And I won't say who it is. We need way more information. No, I can't okay, tell you. Don't but, say who it was, but tell us, like, what were they offered? I don't know exactly, but it was a good amount of money. But it was not enough for them to do it. And it was it was years ago. Interesting. So, very interesting. I'll, t- I'll talk and about it, it a, off air. Was it a man or a woman? It was a man, man a and a woman. Oh. I know. Very interesting well, stuff, guys. But unfortunately, I'm not going to... Let me ask Let me ask you. Well, so I'll, obviously, we'll just let our listeners speculate on who they might think it is. Let me ask you this. How much would an offer have to be for you to do something like that? Ashley and I have talked about it. We joked around about it. I think it was like 10 mil. <laughs> <laughs> 10 mil is pretty good. That's like generational wealth, more or less, right there. Oh, my God. But then, yeah, honestly, if our parent, you know, if our parents ever saw it, I'd be like, guys, we got paid $10 million to do this. And then be like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Maybe I would have done it too. I could I could see you and Ashley getting like a nice uh like a nice Trojan condom deal or something All like that. All right. And yeah, they, I mean <laughs> unfortunately I think that might be a little bit too a big for me. Sum but, of money. but I digress. We have some very special guests who are waiting for us right now. Now uh Rachel and Brittany from Love after a lockup, uh, which is, of course, on WeTV, is joining us right after this break. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. 
Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean, myself, of course, are here, but we have two very special guests from the show on WeTV, which airs Fridays, Love After Lockup. It is Brittany and Rachel. Brittany and Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, how are you? Brittany, we'll start with you. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing well. Rachel, how are you? I am super excited. I'm doing well how are you guys oh we are doing just dandy uh so listen of course we have to ask you guys about love after lockup so rachel i'll start with you you are with doug on the show uh and this is not your first time dating uh a prisoner am i right you're absolutely right 100%. like i've been accused in the in the past in my single days i'm married now and we're expecting a child but i've been accused in the past of like having a thing for bartenders Like anytime I go into a bar, my friends are like, you always find the bartender super attractive. So is that kind of like your thing? Are your friends like you just love inmates? That's your thing. You know, it's a funny journey. I think everybody kind of just has a type and our taste evolves over time. 
if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, totally. Like you'd be like, oh, let me just date, like, you know, I'm into the attorney thing. Let me date like five attorneys or let me date the guy that likes to skateboard or the person who likes to climb rocks or whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, I guess. Yeah. It kind of fell in that way. And it kind of, I just kind of, I don't know, stuck with me, I guess. And look where I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> I got questions for Rachel because we got to, we got to get to the beginning of that a little bit more. So this is your third relationship with uh, an inmate. Tell us, can you tell us like how the first two started and then how this one started as well? Just out of like my own curiosity. Yeah, I will um, try to keep the story short as possible. But I did date uh, someone who had a prison background in the free world, that which was my first encounter. Um, he was different. I'd never dated anybody like him. And, um, you know, he was kind of scary looking, tattoos on the face, tattoo all over the body. But we had really fun, passionate sex. We had a great relationship and it was fun. And I just, you know... I enjoyed what we had for the time that we had because sadly he had suddenly passed away. Um, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, due to addiction. Yeah. So after that, and I didn't know anything about addiction. I don't have addiction. I um, empathize with it greatly, but I was really angry at myself for never noticing or recognizing the signs of it. So after that, I just started getting really involved into that community by trying to give back and trying to. Um, make sure that something like that never happened to somebody else ever again. So, you know, it was part of my grieving process. It was part of the way that I was trying to deal with his passing. And I, I guess it just something that was like, you know, I know where to find it now. So maybe I can find something better, something lasting, something drug free. Um, I, I guess it was just the way of, of me coping with grief, I guess. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, my my second relationship, my husband at the time did struggle with addiction. And I thought that that was something that I could help with, which has nothing absolutely to do with me whatsoever. I learned that and I realized that that was that was that was enough of that relationship. And it was time for me to move on. Gotcha. So so for the most of these relationships, you're meeting them out of prison and then one way or another, they will find a way back or how does it work? I missed a little bit of details too. So because of my first inmate relationship that was in the free world and we met on normal conditions through a date, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he would always talked about how it bothered him that his family never wrote him. People never visited him. So that was also another part of my grieving process was to try to think that maybe there's somebody out there that would like to correspond with somebody. So I felt like I was doing something nice for somebody else and trying to just be an ear or a pen pal or whatever to support and do something that I would think that he would have wanted me to do, if that makes sense. So yeah, that was why I reached out to Like, well, maybe there's somebody out there who feels very misguided, even though like my life isn't all together. Maybe I can try and just maybe listen to somebody else too. None of our lives but, are together. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah. So did you meet Doug? Was You met Doug before he went to prison, right? Yeah. No, no, you met him in prison. That's right. Yep. Um, how did that happen? So that's why I said I, I had no idea that there was ever even a pen pal website. So that mm. was my first time trolling through that. Um, it was called writerprisoner.com. Inmates can put themselves up on there to try to get correspondence from people. And honestly, it's pretty interesting. Some of these people's bios that are on there just looking for, hey, how are you? I just want to talk to someone and tell them about their, you know, crappy day or wh- where they wish that they would rather be. So whatever it was, 
long story short, scrolling through the profiles and I'm like, Oh, this one's kind of cute. Let me write him. So that's just kind of what I did. But under the, the preconditions that it was only friendship, that was the first thing that I said, this is a friendship. Hey, where are you at? Where are you headed? What are you, what are you trying to do with your life? Do you have any goals? Do you want to go to school? Do you want to, you know, how are you trying to improve yourself type thing? And that was like the basis of our conversation. And with me being me, just talking, being totally casual, you know, two weeks later, it's like, Oh, I think I love you. And I was like, wait, no, no, bro. Chill down. <laughs> Chill down. This ain't that. Like you got your, in your twenties, you need to experiment with other women, try other things, like build that part of your life in before you think you want to uh, settle down with someone like me. So yeah, I think it adds a whole bunch of uh, new dynamics to a relationship. And so just to switch gears a little bit, Brittany. So Brittany, you're with Ray. Uh, that's right. And you guys kind of, what's your backstory? You and Ray, Brittany. Oh, yeah. So um, Ray and I actually met on Facebook. He has a Facebook page. You can't really, well, you can't tell at all that he's in jail. It's just a normal Facebook page. Ray had a cell phone while he was in prison. He was not supposed to, so he slid in my DMs and he waved. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm at work, my second job, chilling, I'm bored, I waved back. And then we just kind of started talking from there. <laughs> and then how long did it take before you found out that, oh, you're in prison right now? Well, he actually told me that in the first conversation, but he said it kind of weird. He was like, yeah, I'm a little locked down right now. I was like, what you mean, like locked down at work, <laughs> locked down? Like, what do you mean lockdown? And then he was like, feds. And then I'm thinking, if you're the feds, you don't have a cell phone, boy, shut up. So we just like switched gears onto a different subject. So then he was like, do you mind if I video chat and call you? I was like, cool, okay, so set up the video chat. It looks like he's in a restroom or this brick wall behind him. You could, I could already, I was like, are you in a hospital or a bathroom? Where are you? And it's loud in prison. It's so loud. Like the guys are screaming. I was like, you're in jail. You're in jail for real, huh? How do you have this cell phone? You know? So I kind of got scared. I did. And then I was like, all right, you can't be calling me. They might get your phone, track my number. I don't want to get in trouble. So we kind of backed back off of that and continued to message like here and there. It just kept building up and building up itself. Here we are now. <laughs> so I know that your 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 family, specifically your mom, has had a little bit of a difficult time with this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what is your, do you think that your mom will ever change her opinion about the relationship you and I have? Um, no, I don't. I don't think she'll ever change her opinion, especially because how it started, where it was, and the obstacles he'll have to cross. Um, basically, starting his life over, and I'm like pretty much in the middle of mine now, I'm 34 years old. So she kind of thinks I need to be with somebody more established. I respect what she's saying, but um, if you guys stay tuned and follow up, you'll see how she kind of maybe or maybe not comes around, but it, it gets pretty intense. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask about that because, you know, we have a lot of people who ask us, you know, how important is it for parental, uh, you know, uh, acceptance when dating someone. Um, because we have a lot of emailers say, I love this person, but you know, my my mom, my dad, my sister, my best friend, they do not approve and they're seeing something that I don't see. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how difficult it is to navigate a relationship where you're with someone who, you know, you love, but 
you have somebody that you also love telling you this might not work out. Yeah, that's that's extremely difficult, especially when you're in like a close, tight knit family. I think I go to my parents house for dinner like four or five times a week. We're always getting together on the weekends. We're like best friends, my sisters, my brother, you know, we are always together. So I found it hard to how can I be in two places at once if my mom is saying I don't want him at my house. I don't want anything to do with him. And then there's a family get together that, of course, I don't want to miss. So it's really hard. My just my take on that is. My mom does not believe in a lot of talk like I could sit here over and over and tell her how great Ray is and all the plans he has. She's more of like a show me person. So I think people can get through those obstacles if they really believe in their partner. And, you know, just by being patient and just letting it happen, like, you know, eventually people will start to see like, oh, I see why she loves him. Definitely. Rachel, yeah, I wanted to kind of come back to you and talk about uh, I don't I'm not sure exactly what your family or your friends think about you dating someone who's currently in prison. But obviously, this is your third go around with this. So they must be a little accustomed to it. So how do how do you navigate that? Because I'm sure you've had some pushback with people saying, hey, don't don't go after this person, they need to get their own life together. That's 110% true. I have gone through those trials and tribulations. I have had family members completely cut me off and be done with me and not support me. And I understand that. I respect it. And I give them their space. I, you know, my life decisions doesn't have to be accepted by everybody. So I have, I have to respect that. Like I am literally putting myself in a very risque messy position. So why would I want, I mean, but at the same time, like I've never judged anybody else for who they wanted to be with. If it's what made them happy, I'm there to support that. But I, people are so used to me being a mess, I guess. We're all messes. Don't <laughs> um, worry about that they're either, one. They're either with me for the ride or they're not. Yeah. And it's okay. I accept it. There's, like I said, you know, there's 8 billion people in the world. Someone else will want to be my friend. And you know, family is kind of what you make it sometimes, you know, but I mean, I still, my, my, my parents, 110% have always had me, my, my back. Yeah. So I'm grateful to them. Um, I know I've caused them a lot of stress and gray hair and, um, maybe sleepless nights at times, but they're still there for me. And that's kind of all that matters. Yeah. It's like my, you know, real that's a part of the friends. ride right there, isn't it? You know, the ups and downs, yeah, which we all go through. And you in both you, you know, Rachel and Brittany, you both have kind of voluntarily put yourselves in long distance relationships a little bit. So I'll start with you, Brittany. How do you plan, you know, alone time? How do you make sure that you guys are working on the relationship together? Because as we all know, relationships take work, they take effort. And now you guys are not only in a long distance relationship, but you're in a relationship with someone that it's very difficult to have that quality time that you need to have in a relationship. So I'll start with you, Brittany. How do you guys, how do you and Ray make sure that happens? Um, the only way really we could make sure that happens is just communication. Like we have a schedule where we talk, we have a schedule where we FaceTime and we email. We have to just really communicate. And we talk about everything. Like, it's not always just about just the relationship. It's about like goals and what's going on in my life or what's going on, you know, in the prison. Like, it's just conversation about everything. So communication is the only way to make this work. Yeah, 100%. What about you, Rachel? Um, You know, yeah, it's absolutely 
communication and just being transparent with one another. But, you know, like every relationship, you have your ups and your downs and definitely have to keep tuning in to see. Yeah, you don't want to spoil anything. I get that. (laughs) I I hate when we're not able to spoil things because I've got a lot of pressing questions for stuff that's going to be spoiled in the show, I guess, at some point. I wonder if you guys can answer this, though. So what uh, do we guys do we know how much longer Doug and Ray's sentences are for? Like, what's kind of the the long term goal for the relationship, do you think, for both of you guys? So right now in the last episode, you saw us drop Ray off at the halfway house. So that's where we are with that. When Ray was released, he has to have an ankle monitor. That might have been a little spoiler. And he has to also be on um, supervised like parole. So three years of that. So there's still some time dealing, you know, well, he'll always forever deal with the system because he's a convicted felon now. But it's just, you know, now we got the now we got to deal with the PO. (laughs) It's not bad, Rachel. Yeah. Um, for Doug and I, uh, let's see, he's been released from prison and now he is on an ankle monitor where he needs to be home by 5 p.m. every single day and he's not allowed to leave the house on the weekends. Um, yeah, he's not allowed to have alcohol or be seen in bars and things like that. So this is going to be a new well-adjusted journey to see him um, try to cope from being locked into a prison cell to being like, I've got literally like eight hours to do what I need to get done and be back to the house. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Especially with like so much temptations, you know, there's not that I'm, I'm sure there's temptations in prison, but not nearly as much as they're in real life where like you said, like, he's not supposed to go to a bar. And it's like, well, I want to go to a bar, like I want to drink, you know, it's tough. It's it'll really be tough. An interesting, it'll be um, an interesting flip from going from uh, them spending all the time in prison and only having to communicate through cell phone and email to then having them around the house 100% of the time. It's like, a, you know, it's kind of a one extreme to the next sort of thing. But I will say, uh, from someone that comes from a family, some of my family members have had ankle monitors when I was growing up. And uh, some of my best friends from college also had ankle monitors in college with me. So I, I mean, I can attest it, it's definitely like a, a mentally taxing experience that, that, that it puts them through. But uh, both of the people that I'm close with uh, came out of it a better person because of it, too. So um, there's definitely a good light at the end of the tunnel for all that kind of stuff. Well, Brittany and Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Um, once again, everybody, go check out uh, Love After Lockup, which of course airs on WeTV Fridays. Uh, you can catch Rachel and Brittany on there. And once again, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck uh, with your endeavors and uh, best of luck in your relationships. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that street where you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. <laughs> People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great. You see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Fortunately, you're not court ordered to listen to this podcast, so... Thanks for sticking with us because we really appreciate it. Uh, it's time for <laughs> it's one. time for our favorite set. Well, my favorite segment of this podcast, which uh, you know these technical errors. So still need that jingle. Stop that jingle has to come in. Hopefully the mic has been going better this time too. But anyways, we're gonna get to the emails. We got a couple of juicy ones. Uh, actually, even an email from an old familiar name. You guys are gonna hear. But Mark, Mark, if you are willing enough to read it, I guess we could have you go for it. If you're down, I know how you, uh, I know you're a busy guy over there. I'm very busy. Thank you very much. Are we going with anonymous first? Of course. All right. Well, Nick says I've been hooking up with this guy for the past few weeks. Um, <laughs> we had a physical relationship before COVID, but stopped seeing each other and didn't talk most of last year when everything was locked down. Now that we've started hooking up again, everything seems different. He's way more intentional than he was in the past. He calls me every day, tries to hang out multiple times a week, takes me out to dinner, other things. We didn't do any of those things in the past, and I considered myself 100% single because there was no guilt, no shame, no nothing with flirting and hooking up with other guys. It was all fine. But now that he's acting more interested in us, I'm confused. So I asked him, I said, how would you feel if I hooked up with someone else? And he said, well, you're still single. Do what you want. Doesn't change anything with us. I'm still going to want to spend time with you and hook up, even if we decide to go that route. I take his words as the truth, but I can't help wondering if he's testing me. And do you guys think I need to tell him if I do end up hooking with someone else? Uh, 
I think you should definitely tell them if you hook yeah, up with someone Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's definitely the first thing to establish is if you do hook up with someone uh, and then you want to hook up with him again, he should definitely know about that. So go ahead and make that, put, put that check in the definitely column. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about this, Jared? Because I, my first instinct is I almost think that Anonymous should consider herself lucky because I feel like typically it's the flipped version of this where it's the girl that wants things to get serious and the guy that's kind of like, you know, I don't really want to do that. But it sounds like in this case, the guy is kind of the one that's like, you know, this is what I want. Uh, he's kind of like it's based off of the very, very limited information that we have. It seems like he's kind of like being patient, letting you take your time, not putting any pressure on you. Uh, so just based off of all that information in my head, it sounds like he seems like a pretty good guy. And so maybe I don't know, maybe you should give him a real chance. But I don't know. What do you think, Jared? Yeah. I guess it really comes down to what what does Anonymous want? Do you want to be in a relationship or do you not want to be in a relationship? Because if you want to be in one, I would say try to pursue one with this guy. He seems very into you. You guys go out multiple times. He calls you. He's being very intentional towards you. I mean, that's great. You guys go out to dinner. It does seem like you guys are kind of boyfriend-girlfriend without being boyfriend-girlfriend. And for him to be so understanding of you saying, hey, I might hook up with other people. I mean, good God, maybe he is just it's one of two things. Either he's madly in love with you and he wants you to take your time or two, he's right. doing the same thing where he's hooking up That's with what other I was people. Say. He's but, hooking up with other people. So anonymous, like you need to be aware of that as well. Sure. You're like, oh, I'll tell you if I'm hooking up with someone else. But my gut tells me he might be hooking up with someone else, too. So I would establish some ground rules. I would say if you guys are hooking up, you have to be completely transparent with one another. If he hooks up with someone, you tell him or he tells you. And then if you hook up with someone, you tell him because uh, then you get into like, you know, like STD territory and then like they're sleeping around like that's like some sketchy area you don't want to be in. So I would lay some ground rules down. I would either say like we are completely transparent with one another or like, I don't know, try to date each other. Why not? Yeah, what the I hell? think these things we've talked about this before. They only work until someone catches feelings. And I think he has. So it's probably time to either commit to him as a boyfriend or stop this because he's going to get hurt real bad. That's what I think. Well, I was going to say too, I, uh, I kind of almost maybe want to play devil's advocate for the bad side of the guy because maybe he's saying like yeah go do what you're gonna do i still want to like hang out and hook up and all that kind of stuff maybe he's saying that he like jared said so he can keep doing that as own accord but then he's gonna do it and then not communicate that back to you so if you do decide to kind of carry on with what you're doing just communicate that's like the biggest thing is not just communicate each hookup that you have but make sure that that is understood before you carry on moving forward and say that if you're going to keep hooking up with people you have to tell me about it because that's like mark said one person's going to catch feelings and then it's going to go south really quick. So, or catch something yeah, else. Or you're going to catch chlamydia. Which, uh... <laughs> well, I, I agree with Dean, though. This could be like a little bit of a free pass for this dude because maybe he was operating with a little guilt because maybe he was hooking up with other people as well. But then he found out that you were hooking up with other people. And now he's like, yeah, go do it. Have fun. Like, I still want to hook up with you. But, all the while he's been hooking up with other people. So now he feels just guilt free. So I agree with Dean. Yes. Lay down some ground rules. I think that's about is all we can do for Nick. Please keep sending us your emails. It's our favorite part. It's the only reason Dean sticks around. I suck at dating at iHeartMedia.com. A big thank you to our two wonderful guests, 
uh, Brittany and Rachel from, of course, WeTV's Love After Lockup, which airs 9 p.m. on Friday nights. Big thank you to Lamar Odom and Tristan Thompson for giving us just a horrible headline, I'm not going to lie, that no one cares about. Like, Tristan Thompson's not even with Khloe Kardashian anymore. What is he doing bickering over Lamar Odom? Anyway, I digress. Dean, anything else? Uh, no, Jared. I think you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> not really. All right, join <laughs> us next week where hopefully we all suck just a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.